Blog Talk Radio. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Consumer's Law Journal on ALRPRA's Law Talk Radio. This is your host, Nick Augustine, the Law Publicist. This show is brought to you by Law Publicist Communications, a legal marketing and public relations agency. The production of Law Talk Radio is funded by our sponsor donations and advertising. We work hard to bring you new and pragmatic content on Tuesday and Thursday afternoons at 3 o'clock. I am today's guest, Nick Augustine, and am the principal of Law Publicist Communications. I earned the nickname The Law Publicist for my efforts in legal marketing and public relations. I'm an alumni of Marquette University and the John Marshall Law School here in Chicago, where I was recently appointed to the Alumni Association Board of Directors. I'm also a weekly columnist for the Law Bulletin Publishing Company and contribute content programming and also serve on committees for the ABA Law Practice Management section. If you want to find more about me and my background, you can find me on LinkedIn. Um, under LinkedIn, you can search for John Nicholas Augustine. All run together is my uh, title name, but if you put just Nick Augustine, you'll probably find that as well. Uh, we do welcome callers this afternoon. If you have any uh, comments or questions or talking about content, that's our, our program for today is all about content. Um, we do have a great show. Programming is neutral and objective. Your counterpoints are welcome. Dial 917-889-9732. Again, 917-889-9732. Option one for the caller queue. By way of disclaimer, this is a general information program. The advice shared on this show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys on the show does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse all the opinions expressed by guests. Finally, all callers have the right to remain confidential, and all rights to this broadcast are reserved. I want to let you know quickly about some upcoming events. These are coming to you from Chicago Lawyer Magazine. The Chicago Lawyer Magazine's Off the Pages series presents Taking Care of Business on September 20, 2011. The three panels of interest are, one, how to grow your book of business in a challenging economy, two, building a relationship with your in-house lawyers, three, motivating and keeping your talent. The panelists who will be presenting at this event are top attorneys and executives with valuable insight. The event will be held from 7.30 to 11 a.m. at the University Club in Chicago. For early bird registration more information, please call Olivia Clark for more information. Telephone number 312-644-4033. That again is 312-644-4033. You can also email her at O-C-L-A-R-K-E at lbpc.com. MCLE credit is pending for this event, and sponsorship opportunities are still available. There is an additional Off the Pages series presentation in October, October 18th. Again, the first one was September 20th. This is October, titled Taking Diversity Seriously. The following panels will be presented. Number one, being a woman in the legal industry, how do you navigate the challenging waters? Two, a detailed look at local diversity statistics. In addition, Chicago Lawyer presents keynote speaker Aaron Reeves of NextGens, which is spelled N-E-X-T-I-O-N-S. Reeves is a Chicago Lawyer columnist and diversity expert who will present, quote, a status report on diversity, end quote. This event will also take place from 730 to 11 at the University Club in Chicago. Again, contact Olivia Clark at Law Bulletin for more, 312-644-4033. 
By way of subject matter for today's program, Law Publicist Communications produces topical written content, advice columns, programming, and these Law Talk radio broadcasts. Principal Nick Augustine, yours truly, will highlight the best of Law Publicist content from this year's first and second quarters. The content is well positioned for solo practitioners and attorneys working in small law firms where marketing and public relations functions are undertaken by the attorneys or outsourced to professionals. Law Publicist's parent company, ALR PRA Incorporated, hosts the website containing links to the content highlighted in this broadcast. You can find more at www.alrpra.com. We are approaching the 20,000 listener mark here on Law Talk Radio, and we appreciate your continued interest in Law Talk Radio programming. Now, to get moving forward uh, with today's program, some of the things we're going to I'll give you a roadmap first to uh, to start out. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit first about some ABA Law Practice Management Section programming. Then I'm going to get into a little description of the Law Talk Radio uh, show. If you've not listened to many of them, I'll give you the breakdown of the who, what, where, why, when there. Uh, then we'll talk a little bit about some of the attorneys and transition columns and some of my thoughts, uh, as well as articles published on the blog tab on the ALRPRA website. So, uh, again, all sorts of different comments. Uh, full practice management focus, the the two companies, I'll give you just this brief description that ALRPRA is what many people know us as, and that was originally Augustine Legal Research back in uh, many, many years ago, then transferred to Augustine Legal Research and Public Relations Agency when we added the legal marketing and public relations components. And now we are split in two divisions, one being law publicist communications, of course, serving legal PR and marketing needs. And our other, on the other side of the coin, is called Pleading Drafter Brand Services, where we help with law firm management, finance, and technology. Again, most of that is contracting, coaching, and consulting. On the the pleading drafter side, we have contractors who can help you with your law firms almost immediately by going through the the uh, ugly piles, if you will, of work and things that are staring at you that uh, only someone else with a background in law, um, so maybe a law clerk or a paralegal or a recent law grad would be able to help with. So we are really a full-service practice management group here, but the PR and marketing is on the law publicist communication side, and all the other practice management is on the pleading drafter brand service side. So if anyone's been confused about that, that's the quick um, skinny on what's been going on there. Just trying to make things easier for people. So moving forward, one of the uh, ABA programming uh, events we want to tell you about, this is coming up on August 23rd. It is a teleseminar. If you are an ABA member already, um, you will be able to register for this. I'm not sure if non... I believe non-members can also register. There just may be a different uh, price tag on the program. The program's title is Drafting and Implementing Ethical Technology Policies. And uh, the unofficial description is that it's a pragmatic program focusing on drafting and implementing ethically responsible technology policies. Our panelists will discuss their policy drafting and implementation experiences. Technology advances do increase the ability to create a permanent record for all of our communication. This data can be easily indexed, transmitted, and formatted for many uses. Now, the ethical practice of technology management supports standard policies, 
compliant with existing law and duties of care. As the panels present their policy drafting suggestions, I will be on the call as a moderator and will identify and suggest immediate call to action applicable to all law firms so that they can outline draft their own ethically technology policies ethical technology policies. And uh, our contributing panelists on this program uh, on the ABA, again, it's going to be August 23rd, and the timing is going to take place at 12 o'clock noon Eastern Standard Time. So here in Chicago, that's uh, 11, I'm sorry, um, yeah, 12, 12 to one thirty Eastern. Um, so that's going to be uh, 11 to 12.30 uh, Central Time here in Chicago. And our contributing panelists, we have, first of all, Marcus Harris of Marcus Stephen Harris, who is going to talk about uh, some of the intellectual property concerns. We also have uh, Michael Downey of Hinshaw and Culbertson in St. Louis, and he is going to talk about uh, his background with uh, d taking a lot of um, technological uh, and policy uh, roles there at Hinshaw. We also have Brent Kidwell from Jenner and Block here in Chicago, and Brent Kidwell is the information knowledge manager there. Uh, so we have individuals from different uh, backgrounds and different roles in their firms all talking about how to create the best ethical technologies. So um, it's a really good program, and we will be talking about it and advertising it more on Law Talk Radio shows as we move forward. Just wanted to highlight that's coming up August 23rd. Also, the Law Talk Radio programs that you are hearing, we for a point in time looked at expanding and then decided, in the interest of keeping things simple for people, just going to stay with two shows. We have our Consumers Law Journal on Tuesdays and the Lawyer's Toolbox on Thursdays. Now, the Consumers Law Journal on Tuesday, they're both at 3 o'clock Central Time. We do feature guests who are callers from all over the country and from overseas as well. And our subjects for the Consumers Law Journal, again, it's aimed at consumers and thinking that lawyers are also consumers. We're talking about different things about entertainment, legal stories, history, education about different practice areas, um, basically anything that is of entertainment or educational or informational value that is not necessarily practice management because on Thursday we talk about practice management on the Lawyer's Toolbox show. So that is going to cover everything, the four practice management pillars that the ABA um, has carved out. And again, I'm an ABA uh, law practice management section member and active subcommittee chair and participants. So those are really the ABA practice management uh, four corners, which I call the four corners of your table which should ideally be even, um, are marketing, management, technology, and finance. So we have different uh, marketing, management, technology, and finance topics and guests to bring you, and those really round out the Lawyer's Toolbox shows on Thursday. Now, to complement those as well, um, and we're going to talk a little bit in our one of our upcoming segments, a little bit about some of the blogs that are, are published on the ALRPRA website, um, those blogs and comments come from myself as author. Also, we are uh, searching for more contributing authors. And again, we're going to try to publish 
things that are more consumer law oriented on our t- on Tuesdays, and then publish more practice management materials uh, on Thursdays. So, keeping with the the rhythm of the Law Talk Radio programs, we'll also be posting and sharing uh, blog and other content uh, along along the same lines. Now, one of the things that we do on Law Talk Radio is bring you recurring guests. We've had we have a few recurring guests: Jim Thompson. Mary Erlane and Michael Helfand are three of our recurring guests right now. They're all right now on. Well, Jim, Jim and Mary are on Thursday on the practice management show, the Lawyers Toolbox. Jim Thompson talks all about marketing systems. For those of you who have not heard him before, he is a retired trial lawyer out of uh, originally from Rochester, New York, and now in Atlanta. Well, it was in Atlanta, Georgia. He's been in Chicago for several years now, and. Um, he retired from his career as a trial lawyer and now helps people with legal marketing and marketing systems. He has a program called Get Clients Now. It's one of our sponsors. Jim's a good guy who has uh, really seen all different facets of practice in his career from solo and small firm to big firm. And uh, Jim really does know his stuff, and he's a good um, good contributing guest. So we also have Mary Erlane. Mary Erlane is a business coach. Mary helps people connect the dots and remove the barriers to success. Um, Mary is one of the people who works very uh, very well with goal setting and also with uh, some of the tried and true uh, methods to organize executives and you know, think about different different facets of, of business culture that apply to law firms, such as succession planning uh, and some of the other business uh, goal setting and development uh, programs that many of us have heard, um, you know, time and time again. Not all of this is new. It's uh, sort of always been there, but it's just presented in different forms. And Mary's very pragmatic with her delivery of of different things. She's also known as the LinkedIn lady. Uh, she gives hands-on LinkedIn workshops frequently here in the Chicagoland area. And um, Mary has been described to me, uh, when I first introduced to Mary, someone said, Nick, you've got to meet her. The woman could talk a hound dog off meat truck. So that uh, if that gives you an, uh, any uh, in <laughs> idea as to Mary, it's, uh, she's, really, she's a great person. I'm glad to have her as a, a contributing guest. We also have Michael Helfland, and he's on our Tuesday programs. Again, consumer law-based and more entertainment-based. Uh, Michael writes for Chicago Now's publication called Chicago's Real Law Blog, and Michael writes um, off-the-cuff commentary about different things that happen in the sometimes in the more entertaining realm of what happens within law. Um, he's a great guest, and we're always happy to have his contribution. So Michael Halfland is one. There, these are all monthly uh, friends of ours who hop on the show. So we're quite happy to have our recurring guests. We're always looking for new guests. People frequently suggest content uh, for radio shows, and really that is where we get them. As long as they are relevant to Consumer Consumers Law Journal or to the Lawyer's Toolbox Show, we will take a look at your guests. So if you ever have a suggestion, this is an open forum. We want to make this as objective, neutral, and um, helpful as possible. So we really do accept and encourage support from, from those out there. So um, we're going to take a short break now for our first set of commercial breaks, and then we'll be back where I'm going to talk first a little bit about some of the attorneys in transition columns and then go through some of the articles published uh, on our blog. So first of all, we are going to give you a section uh, commercials from number one, uh, Nancy K. Ducharme in the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. 
Do your marketing materials and slogans a fringe on another person's intellectual property rights? You should find out. Chicagoland attorney Nancy K. Ducharme brings big law firm experience and reputation to her intellectual law property law firm serving national corporate clients in the areas of trademark, copyright, internet law, and advertising law. When you need the right legal services to advance your creativity and guard against trademark infringement, call the law office of Nancy K. Ducharme. You can reach Nancy at area code 708-444-7900, telephone number again, 708-444-7900, or visit www.nkdlaw.com for more information. Secondly, from Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated, if you have not heard of Mary Erlane yet, the woman I just told you about, then you should listen up because she will help you make more money. Mary is well known all over the Chicagoland area for her executive coaching and unique abilities in helping people with connecting the dots and removing the barriers to business goals. Mary is the president of Peak Marketing and Sales Incorporated, and these renowned coaching and consulting services are available to businesses, associations, organizations, and teams to bring about measurable results. Call Mary today at 630-768-1422. Again, that's 630-768-1422. Or you can visit Peak Marketing online at www.peakmsi.com, which is P-E-A-K-M-S-I.com. Third, from Law Publicist Communication. Law Publicist Communications is a legal marketing, public relations agency serving Chicagoland lawyers and business professionals. Many people hire us to write their marketing material, blogs, and to promote and manage their webinars and events. We really are a full-service agency, and you'd be surprised how many ways we can help you. Give us a call at 312-505-2604 to see how we can help you. The telephone number again, 312 312- 505-2604. If you have a guest suggestion for Law Talk Radio broadcast, let us know. Drop us a note on our website or our Facebook page. Simply search in Google for Law Talk Radio or go to Facebook and in the search bar type Law Talk Radio. Now we get back to our programming, and at this point, I'm going to tell you a little bit about some of the attorneys and transition columns. And uh, first, uh, tell you a little bit of history behind uh, the Attorneys in Transition project. Uh, Law Bulletin Publishing Company here in Chicago has put together, when obviously uh, the economy started spiraling, uh, the idea was to put together a lunch and learn series where those who found themselves in flux in their careers or looking for a job and not knowing where to turn or what to do could attend some of these lunch call, uh, lunch and learns and have speakers. Um, it then expanded, and I was invited with a few other people to write some weekly columns with advice for attorneys in transition. So I'd like to first define attorneys in transition, um, not necessarily attorneys looking to leave the law. There are people who write on that in the Attorneys in Transition site. Uh, however, more of a focus that I write on is those coming right out of law school looking for work, um, those who are, let's say, five-year associates looking to either go solo or become an associate maybe at a smaller firm if they're at a bigger firm, 
or maybe it's someone who is a non-equity partner at a large firm who wants to go to a smaller firm. And most of the times we find people going from larger to smaller. Um, you know, so many people do start off at large law firms, uh, not you know right after law school, which is wonderful for the credentialing. Um, uh, purposes and for some connections and, and marketing, certainly. And uh, then many of those individuals decide to, uh, you know, make a change. So uh, some of the things that we write about, and I'm just going to give you some examples uh, of a few of these. Um, going back to, well, I'm going to start at mo most recent and go back just in the interest of time. I think that's easier. First, uh, here's a title, Testimonials and Recommendations. Seven tips I, uh, I published about uh, different testimonials and recommendations. N not, uh, I think that many of us remember getting a letter of recommendation to for admittance to law school and have not really focused on testimonials and recommendations since then um, until the world of online legal marketing showed up. Now we've got LinkedIn. Now we have other avenues for receiving contents. I mean, look at Yelp. Um, you'd be surprised how many people will trust uh, a comment made on Yelp. Um, and you would think that a law firm is not something that someone would, would put on Yelp. But if people are looking for um, a law firm and that law firm has a, a, a thing on Yelp, um, they have a thing, I'm sorry, if they have a listing, I should say, uh, it's very easy to find and drop a note saying that you really liked that law firm or um, or they were terrible attorneys and you know you, so you should always check out all of your listings where you have uh, your information where you're listed because if you're not moderating moderating those you should be aware of, of comments good and or potentially negative and damaging uh, so from a PR perspective uh, most public relations that we talk about is proactive in helping people get more clients develop their firms, but also there's damage control and crisis management you should be aware of too. So um, testimonials and recommendations, seven tips on how to get the most out of your testimonials or recommendations. I'm going to fly through the list just to be a nice guy here. Um, the first subject is who do you ask? So we talked about employees you really know. Uh, secondly, clients who think you did a great job. Where should you publish them? Well, there's several places to share and publish testimonials and recommendations online. We talked a little bit about that. Printed references can include a section for testimonials, so in your uh, printed marketing material. And then how should you use them professionally? And if someone recommends you, you should recommend them. Talk a little bit about that. Uh, secondly, with consent, you should always obtain permission. And, um, and then reciprocating uh, referrals and recommendations. But if you actually know the person. Uh, so <laughs> uh, general rules of etiquette that Emily Post would tell you are, are probably applicable in, in a lot of things for testimonials and recommendations. Another uh, topic, pause and think before you share. This was a, a pretty fun one. Um, so this was actually motivated by another lawyer I knew who actually published something on my Facebook wall that I did not consider to be a public statement. It wasn't temporary. It wasn't necessarily a damaging um, thing. I had moved um, from one location to another, and uh, this individual thought I had disappeared or something. Uh, it just goes to show that you never know who, who you know, who, who knows what or who will take, um, you know, from what information. Also, you know, people joking online. You should just keep it vanilla as much as possible to the extent that you have other people. Uh, on on your Facebook page that are doing doing things uh, you know doing business and again on my Facebook page I have 
large amount of lawyers, judges, and business professionals. I'm, I'm trying not to offend people. Um, you know, it's a good thing that politically I'm a, more of an independent and really kind of in the middle. Um, but have you know, there are times that something will you know cause me to react personally, and I, I you know I may I may want to say something online, but I'm not going to because why offend uh, someone that you don't need to offend? So uh, just keep it uh, you know unless. You know, unless you have things set up where they're they're only your friends, you really could care less. Um, anyone who's looking for a job or in transition should assume that potential employers, also partners at a law firm who are looking for you, are going to look for different indicators of what kind of a person you are, uh, besides the person you present, uh, you know, publicly. So. Everyone is in the business of looking at these things. Of course, uh, if you're engaged in some sort of investigation, there are different concerns and ethics concerns also in the practice of law uh, where social media is being used. And again, even in jury consulting, we did a show uh, not long ago um, about about jury consultants who are going online as jury and voir dire is going on and jury selection is happening. People are going online and looking these people up um, in the jury pool to see if they have open Facebook or LinkedIn pages. You can grab some information on people. Um, and that's happening. Another one we're going to talk about here is seven legal and PR marketing tips for attorneys in transition. Um, I'm just going to read you the list of these seven. Again, you can find all these at attorneysintransition.com. I also put them on the ALR PRA website uh, and list them with – it's just the title and a link to the actual site. Uh, number one, write a new bio. Number two, rewrite your website to highlight how you add value to clients. Three, make a list of where you're listed and focus on continuity. Four, draft and send an announcement. Five, Learn how to write and use an op-ed piece. Six, make a list of topics upon which you are knowledgeable and can write. And seven, research and build a list of influencers with whom you can share content. So, seven PR and marketing activities that if you anyone can do, all you need to do is make a plan and work the plan. That's the, the general rule of thumb. So, that's another good resource. This next uh, This next title... Uh, I also enjoy Justice Gordon Wants You. Uh, I got this from the John Marshall Law School 2011 Freedom Awards and Distinguished Service Awards Luncheon, where the 2011 Freedom Award honoree was Justice Joseph Gordon. He praised and called for more young lawyers desperately needed in public service. Very true that there is a, a line being drawn in the sand where many Americans do not have access to legal services because they can't afford them. And it is getting to be more and more and more of a problem as we have a, an increasingly uh, shrinking middle class that many people are unable to pay the freight. And we see a lot of people turning to alternatives to hiring law firms. We see a lot of people going to document companies like LegalZoom. We see people going to their law libraries or their local uh, library and going through uh, different uh, – you know, you can go to Westlaw at most of the public libraries, um, you know, mostly in the suburbs. I don't know how many in the city. But uh, people are turning to self-help and trying to navigate the law on their own because they just can't afford to hire attorneys. So one of the things Justin Gordon, Justice Gordon really stressed was 
the value of working in the private sector and really to look at the practice of law as a vocation. And I think that many people, although so many of us fall into the uh, the plan of chasing the big salary, the big salary is nice and many people chase that salary and get some law school loans paid, that's a good thing. Um, but also it's good to be mindful that Many people do take the practice of law as a serious vocation, and their goal is to help others. And although we all need to put food on the table, looking at things and, and considering public sector work is, a, is a, certainly a good thing. Next column uh, for the Attorneys in Transition site uh, that I wrote. Again, I'm not reading you the things that the other people wrote. I'm not publicizing theirs. I'm just talking about mine. Again, there are several other writers. You can check out uh, what they have to say. Um, this other uh, article I wrote was on working with placement agencies. Now, I do have – I'll give you this uh, general background that as I've been uh, forming this practice management agency over the last decade, really, I've been putting together different skill sets, and I did work in um, in staffing and recruiting. Um, one of the things that really boosted my credentials uh, publicly was doing a lot of placement work, trying to find temporary uh, jobs and contract positions for young lawyers who couldn't find work. Um, and I wrote this column, this one was on May 6th, on uh, advice on working with placement agencies. Um, attorneys in transition should research placement agencies in order to create a targeted strategy for job placement. Um, Yes, they are there to help you find a contract and permanent placement. However, these agencies do need to make a profit, and your viability as a candidate is really a function of profitability. So, um, you know, it's sad to say, but you are commoditized by many of the placement agencies. Um, and the one that I worked at, well, one that not not one here, but I was doing contract work for one um, in another state on the West Coast, and I was only allowed to present Harvard and Yale uh, pedigreed attorneys. Now, the word pedigree actually came up, and needless to say, uh, did not really agree with um, what I wanted to do. So, <laughs> um, not wanting to call people pedigreed, um, you know, I, I chose a different route to to help some of the smaller firms who really needed the service. But if you're looking for placement in a big firm, you better have the right numbers, the right background, the right schools, et cetera, et cetera. We're going to pause uh, right now. We're going to come back to some of these more attorneys in transition um, columns, and then I'm going to uh, hop to some of the other content that we published. Uh, but at this point, we are going to stop for more uh, commercial sponsors from our, our wonderful uh, people who really do keep keep us going here uh, and afford us to continue to bring you these Law Talk Radio broadcasts. Our fourth commercial sponsor comes from Jim Thompson and the Get Clients Now program. If you need more clients, there's a seasoned attorney and marketing coach you need to talk to. His name is Jim Thompson, and his program is called Get Clients Now. He'll help you take the crucial steps towards increasing your firm's revenues. The Get Clients Now program employs various time-honored techniques to help you attract new business and encourage referrals. Please visit their website at lawyersmarketingresource.com. Again, that's Lawyers Marketing Resource, and you can also check out the testimonials on their site and see what people have to say about Jim Thompson and the Get Clients Now program. You can get in touch with Jim Thompson today through email at J-E-T, like Jet, J-E-T, at MidwestConsultants.net. Again, that's J-E-T at MidwestConsultants.net. And our fifth commercial sponsor is credit damage expert George Finder. 
your credit score is a valuable asset. Credit damage expert George Finder is an expert who can put a dollar amount on damage to your credit score. By learning to incorporate credit damage questions into the intake process, you and your staff will learn how to spot credit damage events worthy of retaining George Finder's credit damage analysis services. Available nationwide, credit damage expert George Finder is available for consulting on damage to credit reputation. Please visit creditdamageexpert.com. Again, creditdamageexpert.com for more information about George Finder and his expert services. And our sixth commercial sponsor is Pleading Drafter Brand Services. Is your office disorganized and are you staring at headaches that only another lawyer would understand? You can count on Pleading Drafter Brand Services to help you get your office in order. Many people hire us to help with get the billing done, managing client files, making sense of technology, and of course, legal research, writing, and filing. We really are a full-service agency with law student and attorney staff ready to help you. Please call Nick at 312-505-2604 to find out how we can help you. Again, that number is 312-505-2604. We want to remind our listeners to share our broadcast link in their social networks. Many people find our shows on their friends' Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn pages. We thank you all for your support in sharing our programming. Now we're going to get back to our program, and we were just going through some of the columns published on the Attorneys in Transition site. Again, selfishly, these are only my columns. I do not have authority or consent to really promote or talk about the other columns, but I can tell you that I've talked to some of the other columnists, and they are also great people. And Law Bulletin has done a really good job in picking writers who come from a diverse background of practice areas and experiences professionally so that we really do get a, a good, well-rounded sense of things. So our next uh, working advice on working with placement agencies is the last. The next is hosting your own networking events. This was a really good show. I enjoyed it. It was Larry the Lawyer um, in Long Island, New York. And Larry, Larry Hoffman, I believe, would say, well, no, I'm not. Uh, let me see if I can get his name. I'm just pulling. I don't want to get. I think I'm pretty sure his name was Larry Hoffman. Larry, I'm so sorry if I um, have not memorized your name. At any rate, um, what we talked about was hosting your own networking events, and this really came up with um, some clients I was talking about. Here I have the site pulled up. Did I say his name? No, I did not give his name. Um, here's the idea. If you host your own event, at first glance, you look like a much bigger production than it really needs to be. And a few of the things that I learned was if you invite, if let's say you have a, you, first you have to have a target, a key targeted audience. So in, in Larry's case, Larry was um, a personal injury attorney, and Larry would invite surgeons. So um, the surgeons want the business from the PI lawyers and referrals, and to the extent that you're in a jurisdiction you can give these referrals. And I know here in Illinois now there is uh, reciprocal referral arrangements that uh, are now allowed. The new rules for professional conduct specifically carve that out and have a nice comment section to boot. Um, and what you do, what he, what, what Larry uh, the lawyer did was, and again, that's his website. So you can look at Larry, LarryTheLawyer.net, I think, or .com. And what he would do is invite different people who were referral partners or people who'd refer him cases or the people he'd refer things out to. So people you know, trade business within business, and he'd invite them to um, 
you know, to a, a skybox baseball game. So, you know, come come out and uh, come to a Yankees game. And um, what would happen is he would use some of the some of the surgeons would actually sponsor the events. Uh, he'd also contact a, a liquor distributor, maybe something like Jameson, who knew that it was a good target audience, would also contribute a, a couple bottles of, um, you know, whatever the product to the event. So you have people sponsoring the event. So Larry would host all these events. And um, actually, he said on our show that he actually made some money on it um, and not broke even. So if you have higher profile people who can sponsor the event, you look like a star because you're the host. So again, it's a really easy. All you have to do is find a place to do it. I talked a little bit about this blog that you can. You don't have to be wealthy to host an event. You could do what I've seen some people do um, right here in Chicago, young alumni just using LinkedIn or Facebook or some other um, you know networking site to get in touch with all their law school alumni and colleagues and say, hey, why don't you come out? We're all going to get together, and um, you know maybe it's buy and pay your own way. But uh, you know, very very good idea. Um, I'm going to go through in the interest of time. I'm going to start reading some of these other titles. Um, some of the other things that we talked about were uh, negotiating better compensation packages. Another title: Do not lie on your resume. Another count title: Be of counsel, keep your own shingle. Next: Learning about mediation. Big Firm to Boutique, Systems to Approach Practice Management, Highlighting Relevant Experience on Your Resume, and Five Keys to a Virtual Law Practice. We're going back to February here now. Practice Area Focus and Brand Management, Building Your Brand Organically, Attorneys in Transition Attracting Clients with Alternative Billing, Got LLM, <laughs> That was a really good one. Uh, <laughs> pro bono efforts can lead to new opportunities and surviving the economic climate. So that takes care of everything. Besides, that goes back to January of this year. Otherwise, um, we have um, there are articles dating back to October of last year when I started writing for Law Bulletin. So, um, again, you can go to ALRPRA.com. There's a columns tab. You can find all those. Or go to the Attorneys in Transition site. Again, these titles will all link and get you there. So a lot of good material. All right. So now I want to shift gears. Uh, I told you a little bit about the different Law Talk Radio broadcasts. There's also a Law Talk Radio tab at ALRPRA.com. Again, many uh, people... Uh, you know, we had announced that we were going to switch to a lawpublicist.com domain. That's actually going to be used for another blog. So our still main HQ online will be at alrpra.com. Um, I apologize that that wasn't a better acronym for people to learn. My own father calls it ALPRA. Most people forget the R, but they know it's a segment of letters, and they they seem to be able to find it. So um, you know, hindsight is. 2020, I suppose, sometimes. Um, so we're going to start going through a uh, different, um, you know, some of our topics here. Um, going from most recent uh, and further back, the first one is what is law practice management and what is law publicist communications role? Here we talked a little bit about different practice management activities and how law firms like to uh, engage professionals and outsource or, you know, within the firm, uh, divvy up some of the uh, practice management ideas. So we talked a little bit about the ABA practice management section, identified the areas of focus, and then talked about how law publicist communications fits in 
what exactly it is that we do. We talked about marketing management, technology, and finance, and identified that during uh, the radio show and different different times in the during you know Thursdays and during we have an editorial calendar through which um, it'll go in sequence. So one week it'll be marketing, management, technology, and then finance. So we're going to rotate uh, through those on the on the Thursdays when those are published. So. That is the first one. Moving on, uh, the next is search engine optimization hysteria. Uh, I've been following, I have said for a long time that SEO is going to be known as the biggest hoax of the early 2000s. Not that it's not real and valid, because it is very real. You should pay very close attention, and you should be very aware of um, search engine optimization, some of the risks and some of the benefits. And things have been changing. I'll tell you what, anyone who says that they're an expert is... Um, and you can quote me on this, they're full of it, because you can't be, I don't know how you can be an expert at something that's constantly changing, and it is constantly changing. The folks at Google have different algorithms and are constantly learning better ways for the search engines to find information and put them together. I'll give you a little uh, tip, of the, tip of the practice and trade here. One of the things that we just now started doing was we are going to be repurposing our clients' uh, blog activity that we write on different blogs, not just uh, their main WordPress blog. We're going to do them on several uh, locations because the advantage is we now get to pick uh, several different domain titles and use some of these other free blogs. So if uh, the client publishes the one article, we'll put it and promote their main website where they are, have their blog hosted, but also the other uh, free blog sites that are also out there. And I did not elect to pull the trigger on that until I found a credible source who identified that Google algorithm has um, figured out how to prevent that from looking like a server farm. What is a server farm? You know, there can be bogus websites out there that just have their overloaded with keywords where it says, I'm a lawyer who can help you with, and then it lists all the practice areas and lists every town in this, you know, or the area. Um, that's like black hat SEO. Like there's so many ways that uh, the so-called SEO experts will, you know, try to pick little tricks and uh, things to tell you how to get found on the you know, first page. Well, you know, I'll tell you if you if you've ever thought about it, the organic search results, which I think most people trust, um, those organic search results. You know, not everyone can be uh, on the top page or the second page. I mean, how many of the how many lawyers are there, and how many spots are there in the first page? Of course, um, it's going to pull up things. Uh, it's going to pull up search results that in your lo locality. So, if if I'm in downtown Chicago, it's going to pull up uh, Chicago lawyers who are downtown. If I'm on the north side, it's going to pull up lawyers on the north side because it's based on your IP address. Um, that has a lot to do with it. And, um, you know, so there's that aspect. Uh, also listing, you know, claiming your listings is such a good thing to do. But again, anyone who tells you that they can get you on the first page without telling you how you should you know you should always ask more questions because there's more to it and i've i don't know google's an ethically based company and the long and the short of it if i could just sum this up is that if you if you take a look at Google's corporate culture, what do they really award? They really reward a good, honest, you know, hard day's hard work. Look at Facebook and look at Hulu. These were both, uh, you know, produced by, you know, Facebook came from Mark Zuckerberg sitting there at Harvard with a $1,000 laptop, came up with Facebook. You have a, another guy, forget his name, out at UC Berkeley, I believe it was Berkeley, um, who came up with Hulu. So, you know, Google, I mean, we're living in a world where, you know, you know young, smart 
people are coming up with uh, some of these things and revolutionizing and changing the way the game is played. And you can't just buy a secret cocktail of things to you know steal the first um you know first pages i mean that's that's search engine marketing um you know seo search engine optimization is all about organic results search engine marketing is the pay per click things and um you know if you are putting 500 bucks into the pot every month for these pay per click ads you may you know depending on where you are and how much competition there is you may be able to get um you know one of the top sponsored uh, listings again. I don't think people really use those. No one really trusts them, as far as I'm concerned. And from what Mike, I've gathered walking around the streets, um, you know. However, if you're downtown Chicago and a big law firm can afford a hundred dollars per the keyword, um, you know, bankruptcy law. Well, guess what? Your twenty dollars you just threw at bankruptcy law is um, <laughs> is going to be outbid, or and or your your uh, ad will pop up at uh, four in the morning when no one's going to see it. So. Um, you know, it's just there's if if my general rule of thumb is if someone can't tell you exactly how their SEO solution is going to work for you, don't do it because I'm the thing that they're betting on. It's almost like a racket these days where they're betting on lawyers to be spending. Uh, you know, they know what your marketing budget was. They know how much you were spending on decks um, and or yellow book ads, and they're going to say, I know that lawyers and law firms have X amount of dollars marked out for the marketing budget. And they want you to spend that on SEO tricks in the black box. And now maybe those, maybe maybe what they have to offer, like backlinking, perfect, very good. Um, claiming listings, there are you know backlinking and automated link building. These are really good things. But um, again, you should get transparency from anyone you're working with. And the, <laughs> the funny thing is the next. The next topic here, the next article is what happens when Google slams your content, and they're talking about resource sites here. I'm going to get that uh, in a second. We're going to first uh, shift gears and talk about some practice management resources. Again, at our three-quarter point in the show, and these hours go so quickly, especially when I'm the one talking. Um, these practice management resources are designed to give you some great resources. The first comes from ABA Publishing and the ABA Web Store. This week's title is, and we're reading this one again. This was last week's title, and it's this week's title again, because I think it's that interesting. Even if you don't practice the area, grab the book, because it's got to be fascinating. Um, it's a portable guide to federal conspiracy law, tactics and strategies for criminal and civil cases, second edition. Again, a portable guide to federal conspiracy law, tactics and strategies for criminal and civil cases. Conspiracy, period. A word that kind of connotes intrigue, complexity, and headaches for the unprepared lawyer. You need information on federal conspiracy law quickly and easily. You need trial tactics and strategies and case law to back up your arguments. A portable guide to federal conspiracy law, second edition, gives you the information you need it when you need it. This newly updated version is practical, well-organized, and takes a look at federal conspiracy law. You'll have ready access to relevant cases without trudging through the footnotes and complicated citations. The table of contents and index are arranged to directly, quickly get you to the pertinent subject matter. Conspiracy defense or prosecution can be as complicated and murky as the subject itself. This portable, easy-to-use guide addresses the complex issues of federal conspiracy cases and provides you with expert advice. Again, the title is A Portable Guide to Federal Conspiracy Law, Tactics and Strategies for Criminal and Civil Cases, 2nd Edition. 
And secondly, from Law Bulletin Publishing Company, as we described earlier, when you subscribe to the Chicago Daily Law Bulletin and the Chicago Lawyer Magazine, you'll receive up-to-date legal news from Chicago and around Illinois. Also check out the Law Bulletin blog, Attorneys in Transition, which offers advice and tips for those lawyers going through a career transition. It also hosts a monthly career seminar for lawyers in flux in their careers. I am one of the weekly advice columnists published by Attorneys in Transition site, and I hope that you stop by, visit, and leave your comment at attorneysintransition.com. Also, again, a reminder, please share our programming. Questions and comments are also uh, shared through the Law Talk Radio fan page on Facebook. Simply search for Law Talk Radio on Facebook at the search bar on top or in Google uh, or search engine you're using. Um, Law Talk Radio and Facebook should get you right there. All right, back to our program. We have about 10 minutes left. going to go through a couple more articles here. Again, these are all designed to give you valuable content and information. Our articles that we produce are never marketing uh, articles. Of course, if you read between the lines and the things that uh, we talk about are the things that we do. So um, that's my honest statement. But we're not trying to entice business here. We're trying to share information. Um, I am fiercely defensive of my solo and small firm practitioners who for many years, but you know, again, here is this little um, insight into my head. Um, several years ago when many people started going solo because they could use literally a laptop, internet, and a phone line, and a printer, and an all-in-one um, for you know not that much money you could set up and really run your own law practice as long as you had help uh, and people. You didn't need a huge firm staff full of people. Again, more electronic advances made it easier for people to do so. And there was a big backlash from larger firms. And I remember someone saying, oh, that person doesn't have a law office. That person is working in a basement with their computer. Guess what? They're practicing law and serving their clients and going to court and winning just um, <laughs> just as much as anybody else could or would. And I personally know solos who have gone up against big firms, AMLA first top 100 firms, and beat them. So anyone who says that you can't be a valuable uh, attorney if you're a solo is deadly mistaken. In fact, many of these smart solos come from bigger law firms, and they form co-counsel and other relationships. And um, I always find it funny when some of the bigger firms try to knock them out of the box. And it's just not it's just not something that's that's happening. Um, I mean, you know, there's a time and a place. I mean, certainly uh, some of the large firms are more appropriate for some of the some of their clients, and there are other clients who are more more appropriately matched with a solo uh, attorney or a small firm. So, at any rate, that is what we want. You know, we're here to um, you know trend things from the big firms on down. Again, one of the groups that I belong to is Legal PR Chicago. I go to those meetings and uh, religiously take notes and learn about the trends that are going on in the big firms and what they're doing and uh, from a trending perspective, bring those on down to all our Main Street law practices, you know, right here in Chicago, out in the suburbs, uh, wherever. So this next uh, column I want to talk about is called What Happens When Google Slams uh, the Resource Sites. Again, these are places where people park content. I'm just going to read uh, a little bit here. Um, earlier this week, I had a discussion with a director of one of the top public relations newswires. These groups help distribute to pitches and press releases about stories to editors and staff. The research uh, teams evaluate media outlets and bloggers for quality control. And right now there are a sea uh, of resource websites um, 
websites where articles can quickly be published for an instant fee through site subscriptions. And really what these are, imagine that you have a press release or blog articles, um, and the entire world can park them there, and it's just a large site. I'm trying to think of the best way to describe this. If it's not something that people, if you can't immediately look at the site and attribute who the owner is and to, to decide if it's valuable content or not, um, you probably shouldn't put your put your information there. A lot of publicists will, again, take articles and press releases from clients and um, and publish those on on one of these um, just like like a Yahoo Answers site. I mean, different, and that's not a good example either. I'm sorry, I'm not giving you good examples right now. Um, you know, you can go back and actually read this article. It's published on May 6th. And the problem is that Google, again, back to Google, they are concerned about the quality of the content on the Internet. So if there's a site where anyone can anonymously upload any of their content, again, where there's no quality control, I guess that's really the, the hitch here, where there's no quality control, um, and anyone can put the information there. Google doesn't know if that's good information or it's bogus. So Google's likely to spam you if you have uh, your domain is associated with uh, too many of these shady sites. Um, again, there should be any any type of publication. There should be someone with a journalistic brain uh, and someone who knows uh, how to find good content um, and just control the quality that's out there. Again, you never want your content parked somewhere that is not a quality site. Um, because you're going to be judged by the places that you're published. I mean, if you are a lawyer, you want to be published in one of the top legal periodicals, um, you know, not some rag at the supermarket, um, you know, for example. So, you know, I'm even calling in my own site into question here, and I would think that if someone thought that our site was a bunch of BS or bogus or we didn't know what we are talking about, they wouldn't want to park their information there, so... Um, anyways, it's, the idea is to really be wise and think about the quality uh, of a site where your information is published, not just parking it somewhere online because there's a place to put it. All right, next one is return on investments in viral marketing. And this article is all about more, again, black box, how to make the phone ring, um, different things about viral marketing, different trends, uh, some impressions on blogs and blogs are good but you need to you know blogs are definitely a very good way to get your content out there but you need to know where to run those blogs as well and really to think about your audience so again viral marketing um you know facebook linkedin uh different branding and strategy trends we're talking about in this article the next one stop selling me while i chat with my friends this was this uh, short article, which it comes from April 14th, uh, was based on Facebook has been uh, in the Facebook wall. I, sometimes I will notice an ad for a Cadillac <laughs> where it looks like there should be another uh, picture of a Facebook friend in their uh, statement. So I also was getting the screen or the, the skin, I suppose they call it, on the side of the page. And it was advertising a political candidate. And... I don't want that. I want my Facebook to be clean and um, generally I'm not a fan of 
uh, spamming people with inappropriate advertisements. There's, you know, there's a time and a place for that. And there's, you know, the, like the paid, um, you know, people will do the Facebook ads. And I suppose that's less offensive than the, the some of the search engine uh, advertising, in my opinion, um, you know, because it's Facebook and uh, you can, we can all put the ad on the right-hand column and, you know, pay a nominal amount for our, our ad to appear. Now, Facebook uh, has the ability to very, very narrowly target um, people who are appropriate for that ad, so you know, I have a lot of attorneys on my Facebook page. So um, I saw a friend of mine, I saw their law firm appear on the right-hand column. You know, that's that's fine, but just ru- general rule of thumb is, you know, stop blasting people with inappropriate uh, advertising messages. You know, especially when someone is on LinkedIn and they're looking for information on a LinkedIn group, they want information. They don't want a sales pitch. And I actually went and uh, dinged somebody on, on, on LinkedIn who was doing that. Um, it's just inappropriate. So check that one out. Again, all of these blogs are published on ALRPRA.com's uh, the section uh, for called blogs where we have published uh, columns and articles uh, from myself and we are always looking for uh, other contributing uh, article drafters. So the next one um, also from April was We Like Wild West Online Productions. I am thrilled that I finally found an online video company who can produce some really good videos with testimonials and I have one on my site already. There's a second video pages tab that should uh, very soon have the rest of those videos. Um, and it really was FAQs about PR and marketing. And Wild West Online Productions, great people, trustworthy. I met them. They are out there to help lawyers do some video marketing. There are huge SEO opportunities with videos. Uh, again, video is a real hot area right now. Um, but unfortunately, uh, there are several people who just seem to be gouging and charging uh, unrealistic prices for um, for some of these videos. So um, again, so we wrote a little bit about April 7th on liking Wild West Online Productions. They're here in Chicagoland. They're out in the uh, southwest suburbs and again fair prices honest and reasonable people and they really know what they're talking about believe me i grilled them on uh all you know every six ways from sunday uh, when asking you know what they did because if my name is attached to it i want it to be quality so next law firms outsource social media public relations firms is pretty self-explanatory we're getting close on time to say goodbye here so i'm just going to read these titles Um, If you want to go back and check out the articles, you're more than welcome. The next is Public Relations for the Collaborative Law Institute of Illinois. Um, I spoke on St. Patrick's, the Collaborative Law Institute, in their West Suburban Practice Group in in, uh, in Oakbrook. It was a great time and uh, great friends there. Next, uh, Viral Marketing, Share or Free or to Pay to Spread. Spreadable is a new viral marketing startup company. Uh, offering tabs you can put inside of your website. Very interesting there. Um, next, Deadly Sins That Kill a Website. Speaks for itself. Interesting article. And that's the end of this page. I could click through for more. Um, one of the things that we also have on this site is a search bar. So if you go to ALRPRA.com where all of these articles are published, you can also see the recently published, published articles on the right-hand side of the page. There's an embedded player for Law Talk radio shows. The Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube pages are there. Uh, and there's also a search bar. So um, it's, this is, again, you know, our website is a WordPress site, and WordPress is a platform that we use for many clients because it works well. 
for social media and other purposes. Um, it's time to go. We're getting the 90-second uh, mark from the switchboard here. So we want to thank our commercial sponsors today. We thank Law Office of Nancy K. Ducharme, Peak Marketing and Sales, Law Publicist Communications, Jim Thompson of the Midwest Consulting Group, Credit Damage Expert George Finder, and Pleading Drafter Brand Services, also an ALR PRA division. This is a general information program. The advice shared on the show does not constitute legal advice. Communication with attorneys and guests does not give rise to an attorney-client relationship. Law Talk Radio does not necessarily endorse the opinions expressed by guests. All callers have a right to remain silent. <laughs> my term in confidential, sorry, and all rights this broadcast are reserved. Law Talk Radio episodes are programmed to entertain you and bring our attorney and non-attorney audiences tips, tools, and practice area information. They can use to be better informed practitioners and consumers of legal services. With our guests and listeners located worldwide, we appreciate the opportunity to use this socially networked radio program and bring people together to share collective intelligence. This is Nick Augustine, the law publicist for Law Talk Radio, and I thank you for your time.